Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Mark Kay from The Mark Kay Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to The Mark Kay Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable. That's The Mark Kay Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. Hey, Mark K, Tommy from Palatka. Just want to say, you're doing a great job. We love listening to you every day. But I do want to say that I think the Democrats are playing an evil game because if you look at the way Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton and uh, all of them just seem to have that sneer like they know something we don't. They don't play by the rules, Mark. That is, you know what? That is 100% true. And this this whole Nancy Pelosi uh, salon gate thing is, uh, is part, you know, it just goes to show the oh, the underlying, man, and you know what? And I wish, like, sure, I think that I'm right 90% of the time, probably 99% of the time, but I'm able to admit when I'm wrong. If Democrats, I don't know if they're unable to admit or they just don't feel like they're wrong or they just are are that egomaniacal but it must be nice to just think that you are always in the right and no matter what you do it's the right thing to do and that you never have to go back and apologize And that's exactly what nancy pelosi uh has been doing or i guess has not been doing because ever, ever since ever since the salon gate thing also the the when the media has your back when the media is like your right hand man i mean it is it is much easier to get away with whatever you want to get away with as we've seen countless times over and over and over again uh because when it comes to what happens with democrats the media will bury anything negative they will help you try to twist the narrative any any way you want and they won't prod or even create false narratives where they don't exist however when you're a republican especially a donald trump republican it's totally different and we have we have two different stories today that really kind of showcase both of those we've got the nancy pelosi salon gate i guess you would call it the um the epilogue because she mentioned it in a press conference yesterday and we've got this interview with bill barr interview with bill barr who sat down with wolf blitzer for an extended interview on several topics and cnn probably has got to be kicking themselves for putting wolf blitzer in the chair across from bill barr because wolf blitzer yes while he's maybe their longest tenured employee, while he uh, you know, has been around since Bill Barr was attorney general the first time, since he, he is probably the most seasoned and probably just, you know, all in all, when you look at it, he's got seniority. He may have just demanded the Bill Barr interview. He is no way intelligent enough to handle someone like Bill Barr. He's in no way intelligent enough or quick witted enough or even just flat out smart and clever enough. To sit down with Bill Barr and try to trap him in some kind of Democrat talking point the way CNN tries to do with all of their other subjects. Bill Barr, first of all, is too strong, too smart. He knows that he knows what's going on and he understands the law probably better than anybody in this country. 
He understands the law. He understands uh, what the law means to individuals. He understands how the media tries to manipulate that law and also how the Democrats try to use the law to play politics in almost every situation. And what he did yesterday with Wolf Blitzer, man, it was a master class in how to do a political interview and how to handle the media. And I, there's three people. There's three people in this world right now who really know how to handle the media brilliantly, who know how to thwart them at every turn, who know how to get the truth out despite every attempt that the media makes to falsify information, and who knows how to really cut to the chase and let the media know who's boss. The first one is President Donald Trump, who you've all seen in action on a daily basis. The second one is White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany, armed with her binder and her, her uh, you know, her amazing oratory skills, her intelligence. And uh, she's also got this sense of calm, um, which the, really the press doesn't really understand how to deal with, especially after dealing with Donald Trump. And then you've got Bill Barr, who comes in and he is armed with the rule of law and a cool confidence that he knows all of these people are trying to manipulate him and his president, and he's not going to let it happen. Plus, he does. I mean, here's the other thing about Bill Barr. Donald Trump gets angry at everybody all the time. He's very bombastic is what they say. He walks into a press briefing and, you know, that he's going to let fly. He's going to he's going to attack Jim Acosta and CNN and whoever else. So when Donald Trump makes a, takes a moment where he's calm and concise and actually complimentary of a press person, as he has like when he tweeted the other day, thank you to CNN for showing the RNC in its entirety. People really took notice and really felt like he was appreciative because he's always bombastic and because he's always he's always seems angry at the media. So that's one tack to take. Bill Barr is the other way around. Bill Barr is always calm, always concise, never gets angry. And then when he does get angry, people really pay attention and they know, whoa, we, we, we may have pushed this guy too far. We may have overstepped our boundaries. And that's what happened with Wolf Blitzer yesterday. And the angrier Bill Barr gets the uh, the better a point he makes so it's great to see uh anyway we've got all that coming up here in just a minute plus joe biden i mean i joe we are what 60 days out from the uh from the presidential election november 3rd is when most of america goes to the ballot box or the mailbox you know if you're if you're going to vote early which is another uh big point of contention that bill barr and wolf blitzer wolf blitzer shared yesterday but joe biden man this guy I believe that Joe Biden has just finally decided that he does not want to be president. I believe Joe Biden does not want to be president, and he's letting everybody know. He's finally coming out and letting everybody know, I don't want to be president. I don't want to be commander in chief. I don't want to be leader of the free world. I don't want to be a leader of anything because Joe Biden is not a leader. Joe Biden is actually a follower. And the last couple of weeks, that's what he's been demonstrating to people. He's like, I don't want to lead America. I don't know how to lead. I don't like it. I'd rather follow. And unfortunately for him and all the other Democrats who want him to win this election, the person he's chosen to follow is Donald Trump. Everything he has done in his campaign to this point, and especially in the last couple of weeks, is something that Donald Trump has already done. 
Joe Biden is literally just following Donald Trump. We talked about it right after he got uh, got the nomination on uh, that Thursday night of the, the virtual DNC, the VDNC, when he went up there and laid out his plan to deal with the coronavirus. Everything he mentioned was something that Donald Trump had already implemented. And we talked about that the next day. In fact, here we have a we have a uh, we have a clip of me saying exactly what I'm saying right now, but saying it back then. Every single thing he's mentioned to this point, every single thing he's mentioned, rapid testing, getting it out there quickly, American made ventilators and supplies, getting to the places where they're needed, uh, getting the schools open in a safe environment where kids can learn. Every single thing he pointed out is something that the current uh, occupant of the Oval Office has already done. Yeah, he's uh, Donald Trump has already implemented all of those things. And and Joe Biden basically is just it's just ripping them off one by one. I even said something like, you know, it's like he watched Donald Trump's press conference. It was like, oh, that's good. That's going to be my plan. That's going to be my plan. And he continues to do it. After months of sitting at home and zooming in to various various interviews with these people all over the all over the globe and, you know, walking down the street to the, the, the gymnasium in Wilmington where he spoke to maybe like six reporters, didn't take any questions. After doing that for months, he realizes that that doesn't work. He sees Donald Trump, who's out there campaigning every single day, actually going to states like Wisconsin, like Pennsylvania, like Michigan, like Minnesota, like New Hampshire. He sees Donald Trump meeting the people and taking questions. Oh, my gosh, the questions. Donald Trump takes questions from reporters at the White House. He takes questions from reporters at his press briefings. He takes questions from reporters just you know, walking out of a building. Anytime he can take a question from a reporter, he does. And Joe Biden's like, you know what, maybe I should start doing that. So what does he do on Monday? He leaves his bunker. He goes out to Pennsylvania and he starts campaigning. He follows Donald Trump's lead. And what he did when he was in Pennsylvania was follow Donald Trump's campaign strategy once again. Instead of talking about the issues that Democrats think are really important to Americans that aren't like COVID-19, like, uh, oh, like the Postal Service. Oh, you know, everyone's worried about the Postal Service. Nobody's worried about the Postal Service. Uh, systemic racism in police departments all around the country. Nobody's worried that their police department uh, is, 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 is failing and has systemic racism built into it. You know, none of that is the real issue. The real issue is law and order and safety. And it's these riots and the looting and the Antifa terrorists that are in all of our urban centers. That's the issue. That Donald Trump has been heralding for months. That's the issue that Americans really care about. And that's the issue that Joe Biden had to follow Donald Trump on. So in, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, on Monday, he said this. I want to make it absolutely clear, something very clear about all of this. Rioting is not protesting. Looting is not protesting. Setting fires is not protesting. None of this is protesting. It's lawlessness, plain and simple. And those who do it should be prosecuted. Literally almost verbatim what Donald Trump has been saying for months. This is what Donald Trump said right before he crossed the street to take the church photo with the Bible. He got up and he said, we need law and order. These people, we need to dominate these protesters. You need to dominate your city streets. These people need to be arrested and they need to be prosecuted. Do you remember when Donald Trump said minimum 10 years? In a federal penitentiary, if you do anything to a federal monument or building, 10 years. And they caught those dudes who were trying to tear down the Andrew Jackson statue in Washington, D.C. They found them. They caught them. They prosecuted them. They're facing a minimum of 10 years. Now, Joe Biden saying, let me be clear. We need to catch these people and prosecute them. I I'm just following Donald Trump's lead. Now, 
He's following Donald Trump once again. He's following him to Kenosha, Wisconsin, because even after every prominent Democrat in the country urged the president not to go, he went because the president is a leader. He doesn't take advice. He's like, I'm going. I want to be there. I want to speak with the people. I want to help the people. I want to help the business owners. I want to let them know that we will be there to help them. And Donald Trump will be there to help them. And when the word got out that Donald Trump was on the ground in Wisconsin, in Kenosha, being a real leader, then and only then did Joe Biden decide, hmm, I should probably follow Donald Trump to Wisconsin, too. Folks, country doesn't need a follower. We need a leader. We have a leader. We just need to keep them leading for another four years. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We got some of your phone calls. We got more on this Biden thing. We got Bill Barr. We've got Nancy Pelosi. We got what the bleep. Oh, my God. What a crazy Thursday it's going to be. Uh, stay tuned. More of the Marque Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. This is the Marque Show. My name is Marque. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855 855- 765-1045 is our number. This is Landon in Delaware. Hi, Landon. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Great. How are things in the home of Joe Biden? Oh, gosh. It's a fiasco down here. Our governor's a joke. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry to hear that. What's going on, man? What do you want to say? I just uh, call in and tell you good job with what you're doing, and I, I love watching you, and uh, keep up the good work, brother. Um, I enjoy watching you every day. Well, then, I, listen, thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. We have a good time doing what we're doing here, and, uh, you know, it's important, but it's also fun. And uh, for everyone who watches, we have we have thousands of people not just listening to the show on 104.5 WOKV and on various other ways. You know, you can listen on the mobile app. You can listen to WOKV.com. A lot of people, you know, stream us or uh, listen to the podcast later on. We appreciate all that. But we are live on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Periscope each and every day. And there's a whole other conversation that goes on there behind the scenes. And, of course, with the chat. So um, we are able to to reach people out in Delaware, for example, not just here in Florida, but also, uh, for example, David in Tucson, Arizona. Hi, David. How are you? Hey, pretty good, Mark. How's it going? Oh, great, man. What do you want to say today, David? I just want to throw out there that, you know, Trump's economy under the three and a half years, almost four years has been booming. Minus a minor setback with COVID. And being in a red state, we are open. Yeah. yeah bars and gyms shut down. The cases are dropping fast. Yeah. And I don't understand why everything has to still be locked down at this point because it's just insane. People are losing not only their livelihoods and their savings. Yeah. David, you bring it. Mean, that's an excellent point. And, you know, we're we're blessed too to be in Florida because we're also open for business. And uh, I was talking to a couple people here at work. We were talking about the new Mulan movie. Disney is going to be streaming the new Mulan, Mul- Mulan or Mulan? Mulan. Is it, is it Mulan or Mulan? The movie Mulan. Yeah. Mulan, yeah, right? Mulan. Yeah. Okay. You looked at me weird when I said it. Because you said Mulan, like you say Tuesday. No, I said Mulan. It's Tuesday. Yeah, my wife just paid thirty dollars for that stream. Oh, yeah. That's what we were talking about. Thirty dollars, <laughs> and everyone's like, thirty dollars. Why do we have to pay thirty dollars? And I said, well, if you were going to go to the movies. You would probably take a family of four to the movies. You're going to spend at least $30 on tickets. And then they said, well, why don't they just open it up theatrically? The movie theaters are open. And I pointed out they're open here. But there's a lot of states where they're not open. There's a lot of states where the bars and restaurants aren't open. There's a lot of states where the the uh, hair salons, for example, California, aren't still open. And that's why Nancy Pelosi has to sneak around and skulk around and be all, you know, cloak and dagger to get her blowout. 
And these are some of the problems that here in Florida, in Arizona, in Texas, in Georgia, it seems almost like things are back to normal. My wife went out for girls' night last night. They they had drinks and they had apps, and it was amazing. But you can't do that. I mean, there's 49 other states, and you can't do that in all of them. And that's what people aren't realizing, and that's what this election's all about. 855-765-1045. Thanks so much for the call. Speaking of Pelosi... She answered the allegations made uh, yesterday by Fox News and everyone else. We'll get to that here in just a minute. Plus more of your calls. 855-765-1045. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. By the way, didn't you tell me we had a bunch of Nancy Pelosi open mics? Yeah, there's a ton of them in there. There are? Where are they? In the folder. I don't think I see them. Hold on. I'll look right now. Uh, uh, oh, look. Yeah, here's one. I got one. Well, it looks like Ms. Pelosi doesn't like it when the shoe is on the other foot. I like her. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good one. Well. Yeah. I like also, also when her hair is on the other head. Or what, well, I guess that doesn't really. What? Look, this whole Nancy Pelosi thing, and we have a bunch of people online. I know you guys want to talk about it. We're going to, we're going to talk about it. There was, I lived in DC a long time ago. Um, and there was, you know, the former mayor of DC was a guy named Marion Barry. Do you guys remember Marion Barry at all? Of course, yeah, Marion Barry. That Barry. sounds like a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Marion Barry? Marion it does actually a little bit. Uh, but Marion Barry was the mayor and he was busted by the FBI smoking crack in a hotel room with his mistress. And what the famous line from the trial was the mayor of Washington, D.C., spouting out, bitch, set me up on the tape. And it was what? it was the headline on The Washington Post. It was everywhere. It was that was his whole line. Mayor Marion Barry smoking crack cocaine in a hotel room with his lover and his wife's in the courtroom. And he just mumbles under his breath, bitch, set me up. Well, Nancy Pelosi <laughs> is using the same defense that Marion Barry used back in the 90s for uh, Salon Gate from the other day, from Monday, when she went into a closed salon in San Francisco, a salon that was not supposed to be open for any business, not let alone the one-on-one business she claimed it was supposed to be open for. She also uh, was not wearing a mask. And this is all, well, the rest of her constituency in San Francisco is is being ordered to stay home and not work. So yesterday at a public event, she was, of course, asked about it by a well-placed and planted reporter because it was the last question she answered. And it was something that she thanked the reporter for, meaning thank you for delivering the question we asked you to deliver so that I could give you my pre-planned statement of apology. Although not really a statement of apology, because as we said before, her whole defense was the same as Marion Barry's. I take responsibility for trusting uh, the word of a neighborhood salon that I've been to over the years many times. And that um, when they said, well, we're able to accommodate people one person at a time and that we can set up that time, I trusted that. As it turns out, it was a setup. So I take responsibility for falling for a setup. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Now, that's a lie for two reasons. First of all, it wasn't a setup. If anything set it up, it was Nancy Pelosi. If anybody set it up, it was her because her administrative assistant was the one that contacted the salon and said, um, can we get can we can we arrange for Mrs. Pelosi to come in? We need you know, she's got to get her hair did. 
So that was the first that was the first falsehood that she spouted out to the press about Salon Gate. The second one was when she said, that's all I'm going to say about that, because it wasn't. She went on to say this. I think that they owe, uh, that this salon owes me an apology for setting up. But- yeah, she the the uh, salon owner. I'm not going to apologize for her. So that's what the reporter asked her. Are you going to apologize? She said this. I think that they owe, uh, that this salon owes me an apology for setting up for setting up or setting me up. She basically is saying this was what a vast right wing conspiracy to pay, to pin uh, pin her in some kind of salon scheme to out her as somebody who definitely does not practice what she preaches to show her to be what we all knew she was anyway. An elitist who says whatever the peasants have to do, I don't have to do because I'm the most powerful Democrat in the entire world. I'm second in line to the presidency. I'm the speaker of the house. I'm Nancy Pelosi. I'm the I can do what you have to stay at home. You can't work. You can't go to your office. You can't go to church. You can't get your hair done. You can't eat in a restaurant. You can't you can't do any of those things. You can't go to visit your dying relative in the hospital. Can't go to the beach. I can go get my hair blown out, though, because and if I get caught doing it, it's a setup. It's a setup. Bitch set me up. Literally quoting Marion Barry. That's what she was doing yesterday. And the woman that she's accusing her of, uh, the woman she's accusing of setting her up is a woman named Erica Kiaus, or Kaus, or Kla- what, well, I don't know, Erica, we'll call her. And she was on with Tucker Carlson yesterday, and he flat out asked her, he said, hey, is this some kind of conspiracy? Are you working with the Republicans or the deep state or somebody to set up Nancy Pelosi? Here's what she said. I, she had called the stylist and had, or her assistant did and made the appointment. So, yes. The appointment was already booked, so there's no way I could have set that up. And I've had a camera system in there for five years. I mean, I didn't go in there and turn cameras on as soon as she walked in to set her up. So that's absolutely false. It's absolutely. I have a camera system in there because I live in San Francisco and I work in San Francisco. And San Francisco under Nancy Pelosi is one of the most uh, dangerous and dilapidated cities in the entire country. So we have to protect ourselves. So for five years, I've had these cameras in there. Also, how could I set her up? She called me. She called me and said, I want to come in. Her administrative assistant calls and says, Nancy needs her hair did, which is shocking because, again, I thought it was a wig. Uh, apparently, it's not. So she goes, she goes, hey, I'm coming in. The cameras are rolling. Now, all of a sudden, it's this woman's fault. It's this woman's fault for setting her up. And what? And she talked about what really made her angry. She said it was a slap in the face. It was a slap in the face to me as the owner of the salon that she would go there after forcing me to remain closed. If she's in there comfortably without a mask and feeling safe, then why are we shut down? Why am I not able to have clients come in? So it's been it's been hard. It's been hard. She also pointed out that Nancy Pelosi in her original statement said I was there one on one and I was told that we could go to the salon if it's one on one, which is quizzical for two reasons, because you would think as the highest ranking lawmaker in the land, she would know what the actual laws are that are being made. And the second thing that's far fetched about it is it's a salon. And this woman pointed out. Everyone works one to one. You don't you don't have five clients sitting around you and you're spinning around doing all their hair, you know, like you're uh, like you're Bobby Fischer playing chess with 42 of the world's greatest chess players. It's one on one. If we could open up one to one, we would be open. But we're not because we can't. And the worst part of this whole interview, the worst part of it is that when Nancy Pelosi came out and told everybody 
Not, I'm sorry that I tried to pull one over on you. Not, I apologize for trying to use my power and influence to get my hair done because I needed to look good on camera when I was uh, bashing Donald Trump. Not, instead of apologizing, which she refused to do, she demands an apology from the salon owner for setting her up. She accused the woman of of creating this whole episode to do her some kind of political harm. And her little minions and her little crazy, uh, super liberal socialists went into action and did what they always do, tried to destroy this poor salon owner, tried to cancel this woman. Since this happened, I have received um, nothing but hate, uh, text messages, death threats. Um, They're going to burn my hair salon down. My Yelp page is just unbelievable um, with bad reviews. Um, this woman, this woman has no knowledge of Nancy Pelosi breaking quarantine, breaking the law, forcing her way into a salon, not wearing a mask, walking around, flaunting it in everyone's face. This footage gets turned over to Fox News. And now all of a sudden the salon owner is getting death threats. The salon owner is being canceled on Yelp. She said she's going to have to pack up and move out of San Francisco. All because Nancy Pelosi went up there and did not apologize but instead said, she set me up. She, this is a setup. They need to apologize to me for setting me up. What is the difference? What is the difference between Nancy Pelosi saying, hey, everybody who loves me, all the Democrats, this salon set me up. You know what you need to do? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. What's the difference between that and any time Donald Trump says something and you hear Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer in the media say that is a dog whistle to to uh, white supremacists. That is a dog whistle to uh, the, all these militia groups. That is Donald Trump calling on his followers to go out and act up in violence. What is the difference? Nancy Pelosi saying this salon set me up, put a target on their back. And yet she refuses to apologize. She refuses to fess up to what she did, which was tell the entire world, hey, I'm better than you. Those laws, I'm above them. You know, I, we've been we've been accusing Donald Trump of being above the law since he took office. We we accuse him of thinking he's above the law every time he does something. But really, we're just upset because he thinks he's above the law. But we we really are. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. All right, quick break. We got some more of your calls coming up here in just a minute. It's the Mark K Show on one zero four point five WOKV. Saying that you're responsible for falling for a setup is like saying that if you got caught stealing, you're sorry that you got caught. That's a, that is exactly right. She's basically saying, I'm sorry that I got caught off, caught um, basically, you know, breaking quarantine. I'm sorry that I got caught. And, and she's actually not apologizing at all. Nancy Pelosi, it's amazing to me that this woman not only continues to get reelected because there's so much going against her. First of all, she's old as the hill. I mean, 80 years old, and she's probably going to be reelected here in just a couple of weeks. There's no one better you know, in, in San Francisco to represent this district than Nancy Pelosi after everything she's done and said, tearing up the uh, tearing up the entire speech after the State of the Union address. All of this, all of this nonsense with the um, with the uh, you know Russian collusion and putting Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler in charge of this of this articles of impeachment investigation. Everything that she's she's done and said over the years saying she prays for Donald. I mean, she's a la- she's an embarrassment. 
to San Francisco into her district. There's nobody better. Nobody better. Come on. There's got to be somebody better in San Francisco than Nancy Pelosi. 855-765-1045. This is Dan in San Francisco. How are you doing, Dan? Thanks for calling the Marquee Show. Hey, glad to wait for you. Oh, thank you. I just wanted to make a couple of comments. Yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Go ahead. Yeah, first of all, if you're not a criminal, you can't be set up. Uh, Number two, the (laughs) highest lawmaking person in the country should know the difference between what is right and wrong. And number three, all they had to do to find her was watch the public broom racks. Watch the public what? Broom racks. Where you park your broom when you're a witch. Oh, the broom rack. <laughs> That's right. The broom racks. I like a bike rack, but it's a broom rack. 855-765-1045. Lisa in St. Augustine. How you doing, Lisa? Hey, good, Mark. How are you? Good. Do you need to go out or something? <laughs> Why? Oh, it sounded like, a, like your dog was whining or something. Oh, on my bike. I'm on my bike. Oh, you're on your bike. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Got it. What did you want to say, Lisa? Yeah, oh, Mark, I'm so frustrated. I have a point to make on Pelosi, but I am so angry that, you know, these the hypocrisy and the evil that these Democrats do once again to ruin another person's life. I mean, you know, they remind me so much of Satan because they use distraction to deviate from what's really going on all the time, you know, and she knows... She gets on everybody for not wearing a mask. Did they force her to not wear a mask? Did they say you can't wear a mask in here? And why, you know, is she better than anybody else? You know, when she, like I say, gets on everybody about their masks all the time. And why, I don't get why she, A, didn't have that on. And like I said, why is she any better to go into a salon when most of, you know, a lot of people in this country are not allowed to and they're not allowed to have blow dries. That's not allowed at all. Yeah. So, I mean, she's just a bold-faced liar. I mean, I'm just so sick of their evil that, out of their mouth all you're, the time. Lisa, just, you're, I, and you bring up a great you bring up a great point. And somebody on uh, Ginger on fa- on YouTube wrote, "Nancy is an 80 year old having a temper tantrum." I've seen two year olds that act more mature, and it is true. I mean, what the way she answered this entire incident instead of "I'm sorry that I thought I could get away with it," or "I'm so sorry that I that I took advantage of uh, of my position of power," "I'm sorry that I didn't know the laws," "I'm sorry that I, I was caught wearing a mask because." I, I tell people all the time, yes, I should actually do what I say. But in the Democrat Party, that's not that's not something that that's not, not a prerequisite. And so instead of doing any of that, she says, I'm not actually going to apologize. In fact, I'm the, I'm the victim here. I think that they owe, uh, that this salon owes me an apology for setting up. Yeah, for setting up. I'm this salon. I'm the victim. I had my uh, administrative assistant, my assistant uh, call this salon book the appointment. I had them open up on Monday under a, a, a restricted lockdown. I went in there. I had my hair done. I walked under the camera without a mask on. I did all of that. And I'm the victim. And they owe me an apology because I wasn't supposed to get caught. Uh, this video footage, first of all, I shouldn't have been videotaped. Second of all, it should not have ended up with Fox News. Clearly, this was a setup. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And now what's happening is you've got these lunatic Democrats trying to destroy the salon owner, the legitimate businesswoman who didn't even take the call. It was someone who rents a chair from her, opens up the door, lets Nancy Pelosi in during the lockdown. Of course, she's going to say something. 
And now they're on Yelp destroying her, uh, forcing her out of business, text messaging her, tweeting her death threats for what? For telling everybody that Nancy Pelosi is the world's biggest hypocrite? It's Nancy. Nancy Pelosi is not a victim. She victimizes people. She is not a victim, nor will she ever be. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Sandy in Virginia. How you doing, Sandy? I'm great, Mark. How are you today? Really good, Sandy. Thanks so much for asking. What do you want to say today? Well, I just want to say that, of course, I'm the home of the old Ralphie baby for governor here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got Ralph Northam up there. Oh, yeah. But anyway, I saw a thing on my news feed today on Facebook that uh, the Democrats, one way or another, were going to make sure that Biden won because of the count vote of the mail-in ballots. The count vote. So I'm here to say, for Pete's sake, people, turn your votes into your registrar's office or vote in person, period, and beg everybody, talk to everybody. we got to get Trump in there. Sandy, that was very well. I couldn't have said that better myself. And I like how you put the Joe Biden period on it, too. Period. Period. 855-765-1045. By the way, about that whole mail-in voting thing, that was one of the big contentious points that Bill Barr had with Wolf Blitzer yesterday on CNN. We'll get you all that in just that interview. Wolf Blitzer, he never, he should, he never should have sat down with Bill Barr. He just doesn't have the capacity to handle someone as intelligent as the Attorney General. We'll get to that in just a minute. Stay tuned. More of the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Hey, Mark Kay, Tommy's from Palatka. Just want to say, you're doing a great job. We love listening to you every day. But I do want to say that I think the Democrats are playing an evil game because if you look at the way Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton and uh, all of them just seem to have that sneer like they know something we don't. They don't play by the rules, Mark. That, that is true. Uh, that is a good point. 855-765-1045. And never before has that been more clear than in this election. And Bill Barr, who is... I mean, he is Donald Trump was right. He'll either go down as one of the greatest attorney generals in the world or just some guy. I think it's probably I think it's probably the greatest attorney general in the history. First of all, this is a guy that's been attorney general under two different presidents and has has faced some really crazy stuff in both instances. But this to be an attorney general going into this election with all of this heated rhetoric, with all of this stuff going on in all these jurisdictions, this guy, I mean, he is incredible. When you watch him in front of the Congress, how he handles multiple senators or multiple Congress people trying to entrap him, because none of these hearings are actual fact-finding missions. It's all entrapment. We know that's the game they play. They played it with Michael Flynn. They played it with um, Donald Trump. when they tra- Remember the second article of impeachment? What was it? It was obstruction of justice. Why? Well, because he wouldn't come and answer their questions. Everything that the Democrats do to the Republicans is not an, a fact-finding investigation like you would think if you believe someone was guilty of a crime. It's all just a way to entrap them into something, uh, using their own words against them. Bill Barr, way too smart for that. The guy's a career, uh, career prosecutor. He knows exactly what he's doing. So when he sits down with Wolf Blitzer, Wolf Blitzer just gets decimated. And Wolf Blitzer tries to use all of the CNN bullet points, all of the ways that he could get a lesser Republican in trouble. And he starts 
by talking about uh, Donald Trump's comments. Is it appropriate for Donald Trump to pressure you publicly into investigating his political enemies? Is it is it appropriate for Donald Trump to say something like you'll either be the greatest attorney general ever or just some guy? And, and when that all depends on who you prosecute. And here's how Bill Barr answered that question. But I didn't think it was appropriate for either uh, Vice President Biden or uh, Camilla Harris to call for the charging of a police officer before that matter is reviewed and all the facts are in. Oh, twist, right, twist it right back around. Says, look, I don't think it's appropriate. I don't think it's appropriate at all that the vice president and Kamala Harris said we should charge these cops before there was any evidence thrown out. Because, again, that's the Democrats are not big on evidence. They're big on rhetoric. They're big on pushing agenda items and stories that help uh, help their agenda. If they if you create a story, you need to then create some kind of some kind of, you know, uh, proof whether it exists or not to back that story up. And if they are pushing this narrative that cops are out to, to just shoot unarmed African-American perpetrators all around the country. If they're pushing this narrative that there is systemic racism in our police departments and our law enforcement agencies, then it really helps to have proof to back it up. So the vice president and Kamala Harris, they're going to jump right in anytime they can and say, that guy should be locked up. Forget a fair trial. Forget innocent until proven guilty. We saw the video. Lock him up. And then Wolf Blitzer asks and says, look, you don't think that when you look at what's going on with with uh, George Floyd, for example, or, uh, you know, this this guy in um, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Now, Blake, when you look at these two cases and Bill Barr stops him and says, well, I'm not going to I'm not going to comment. These are two totally different scenarios. Uh, Floyd was already subdued, incapacitated in handcuffs and was not armed. Uh, in the in in the Jacob case, he was in the midst of committing a felony, and he was armed. Yeah, he said you can't compare the two. What happened to George Floyd and what happened to the Jacob Blake case are two totally different things, and that's the problem. That's the problem. Every time there's a a black person shot and the cop is white, it all gets lumped in together without investigation. That's the problem now that's happening. And that's where Bill Barr tells Wolf Blitzer, we're really getting into it. This is why this is such a dangerous time, not because of what's happening, not because the police are out to get uh, Black Lives Matter, not because they need to be defunded, but because the media groups every instance, every instance of of a police shooting with an African-American. They, they, they group them all together and they're all totally different and should be investigated differently until until the facts can be proven media doesn't like facts they want new cops bad cops bad donald trump like cops donald trump bad that's the media narrative that they're trying to push i, I think the narrative that uh there's a that the police are uh, you know epidemic of shooting unarmed black men is simply a false narrative uh, and also the narrative that that's based on race now this next comment by the way is the one that blew up on twitter and this is the comment which is probably the most truthful comment that bill barr made in this entire interview and he talked about a lot of things it's one of the biggest truth bombs out there and as a result it caused the most uproar on social media yesterday the fact of the matter is it's very rare for an unarmed african-american to be shot by a white police officer it's the fact of the matter is it's very rare for an unarmed african-american to be shot by a white police officer it's very rare if you turn on any sporting event, the NBA, the the MLB, 
uh, you know, any of these, even NASCAR sometimes. When you turn on the news, when you go downtown, when you see any kind of protest, when you go on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, you would think that this is happening all the time, daily almost. And Bill Barr cited 10. He said last year alone, it happened 10 times. Six of those times, the police officer was being attacked by the perpetrator and was acting in self-defense. That does not make the kind of systemic racism that the left is claiming exists. And then he starts talking about, you know, uh, all the other problems that we have. And really, he cuts to the core of the issue, the biggest issue that's facing America today. Because Wolf Blitzer says to him, look, if Donald Trump's reelected, are you coming back as attorney general? He goes, I'm not speaking to that. And he goes, are you enjoying the job? He goes, I wouldn't say I'm enjoying it, but it's an important job and I, and I, and I like doing it. And Wolf Blitzer then says, it's a lot different than the last time. You did this job, right? You enjoyed it more the first time around when you were attorney well, general. Well, the, the political climate and the media ago. and the media was a lot different, uh, and so. Uh, and you had a different president, George H. W. Bush. You were the attorney general. Yeah, but the media him. should be fair, fair and balanced, uh, no matter who the president is. I'm t- see, this is why this is why CNN can't have uh, this guy on anymore. This is why Wolf Blitzer can't be allowed to interview Bill Barr anymore, because Wolf Blitzer goes, well, you had a a different president back then. And Bill Barr said, that's pointless to your argument. It doesn't matter who the president is. Doesn't matter if it's Bill Clinton. Doesn't matter if it's George W. Bush. Doesn't matter if it's Donald Trump. Doesn't matter if it's Mickey Mouse. Doesn't matter if it's Carol Baskin. Whoever the president is, the media should treat them all the same. Uh, and you had a different president, George H.W. Bush. You were the attorney general. Yeah, but the Bring media it. should be fair fair and balanced, uh, no matter who the president is. Oh, I mean, how do you, like, you can't argue with that, Wolf Blitzer, can you? No. And that's why, instead of arguing with Bill Barr on whether or not the media is fair and balanced, Wolf Blitzer tells one of the biggest lies ever told on network television, or on cable television. Wolf Blitzer tells one of the biggest lies ever told on a live broadcast. Listen to what he said to Bill Barr. doesn't give the media a license to we lie are. the way a lot of the media is. I can speak for us. We are fair and balanced. Okay. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. By, by the way, that sound you heard is Bill Barr laughing in Wolf Blitzer's face when he said, we are fair and balanced. I can speak for us. We are fair and balanced. Okay. I, I'm sure <laughs> I, I'm sure you would appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been la- well, ha, man, I haven't laughed like that. <laughs> that, was, that was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, 855-765-104. we got to take a quick break. Uh, after this, I'm going to play you what Bill Barr had to say. about This is where he gets really heated. It was all fun and games when Wolf Blitzer's trying to convince him that CNN doesn't have an agenda for the left. But it got really heated when they started talking about mail-in voting. That's coming up. More of your phone calls and what to believe. It's all on the way. Stay tuned to the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Hats off to Hannah. She's doing a great job. Oh, very, very funny. She's doing a great job. Very funny. Thank you.
Yeah, in case you guys didn't know, while I was in the middle of my traffic report, Mark threw his hat at me. Well, you don't usually do the traffic in the studio. And so it's much more fun for Josh and I to try to get you to mess up while you're doing your live traffic reports. Mm-hmm. We don't get that opportunity that often. Well, thank you. I appreciate so, it. Keeps it light. Yeah, it sure does. It sure does. Uh, start, by the way, there'll be 14 more traffic reports between now and the end of the show. <laughs> there's two more. Oh, there's only two? two? Give me some only more hats. Two. Wow. Need more hats. Yeah, I need more hats, yeah. Uh, 855-765. Okay, but listen, back, back to seriousness. Bill Barr, man, this guy, we are, by the way, we are lucky. I don't know if you know. Um, you know, people always talk about Donald Trump. We're so lucky to have him and we're so lucky to have the president. And one of the things that the president does so well is delegate and pick people who are good for the job. And the other thing the president does is get rid of people who aren't good for the job. And, you know, here's the thing. You, you have a limited amount of time. You got four years. People always talk about the turnover. It's about going through and making sure that the people you pick, A, can do the job, B, want to do the job, C, aren't just trying to battle you all the time and, and say, you know, uh, go over your head. And see how the best interest of the country at heart. Bill Barr is that guy. Bill Barr, probably one of the best choices Donald Trump has ever made in the role of attorney general. Way better than that guy from Alabama who sold him down the river in the Russia uh, Gate scandal. But anyway, Bill Barr, he goes one on one with uh, with Wolf Blitzer. But it's really I mean, it's really an unfair advantage. It's so bad. Wolf Blitzer just gets taken to task by the attorney general on several different topics. But the one that angered Bill Barr the most, the one where he really got furious, was when was when Wolf Blitzer tried to push this BS about mail-in voting being 100% totally safe. Here's Bill Barr literally attacking Wolf Blitzer live on CNN. This is a, you know, sort of cheap talk to get around the fundamental problem, which is the bipartisan commission chaired by Jimmy Carter and James Baker said back in 2009 that mail-in voting is fraught with the risk of fraud and coercion. But since then, and, there and until this improved it. Let me talk. Yeah, please. Uh, and since this, since that time, there've been in the newspapers, in networks, academic studies saying it is open to fraud and coercion. The only time the narrative changed is after this administration came in. Ah, look at that. And that's that's the common denominator. That's the common. The only thing that changed was Donald Trump. It was always it was always a risk to have mail in balloting on a national scale. It was always a risk to allow people to mail in their votes because everybody from Jimmy Carter to James Baker to these uh, you know studies at these centers of academia, they all believed that it was ripe and ready for fraudulent action to be taken by people who wanted to twist and turn the results of the election illegally. And Bill Barr saying this is common sense. It's happened. We prosecuted a guy in Texas who had 17,000 mail-in ballots. Uh, in, you know, and we've, we've seen it over and over again. Wolf Blitzer then brings one of the weakest and dumbest arguments to the table, and Bill Barr shoots him down immediately. There are individual uh, cases, but as far as widespread fraud, we haven't seen that since. Uh, well, we have. We haven't had the kind of widespread use of mail-in ballots as being proposed. We haven't seen fraud on a national level yet, Attorney General Barr. That's because we haven't had mail-in voting on a national level yet, uh, Wolf Blitzer. It, I mean, it's a common sense argument. Your argument holds no water. It's like saying I bought a brand new million dollar home uh, on the river and I'm not putting a lock on the front door or a security system in because it's never been broken into. It's brand new. Just built it. It's got marble floors. I put in a sound system. My wife's jewelry is upstairs. There's no locks on any of the doors because there's no evidence that this house is going to get broken into. 
It's idiotic. You don't do that. You put the lock on the door before the crime is committed. You put the security system on the house before someone can break into it. In fact, you do it and you put the sign in the front saying this house protected by Safe Touch Security or Smith and Wesson or whoever your security system is. You put that there so that people don't even try to commit the crime. And what Wolf Blitzer and the Democrats are suggesting is that Donald Trump says that mail-in voting on a national scale will lead to fraud with no evidence. That's like saying there's never been a murder on Mars. Probably there hasn't. You know why? Ain't never been no people on Mars. Now, Elon Musk is going to make that a, make that an actual reality. So maybe one day soon there will be a murder on Mars. But until that point, it's it's impossible. It's impossible to say that there is no evidence of fraud in a national mail-in voting campaign of this scale because there has never been a national mail-in voting campaign of this scale. And Bill Barr not only sets Wolf Blitzer straight on that, but tells him, you are acting dangerously. And if people have to have confidence in the results of the election and the legitimacy of the government, and people trying to change the rules to this, to this methodology, which, as a matter of logic, is very open to fraud and coercion, is reckless and dangerous, and the people are playing with fire. Uh, reckless, dangerous, people are playing with fire. And by people, I mean you, Wolf Blitzer. 855-765-1045. I wish he had a mic to drop. That would have been that would have been like the that would have been the best the Bill Barr mic drop. Uh, 855-765-1045. Quick break. Uh, we got a bunch of people who want to comment. Then we'll get to some what the bleep here in just a minute. Stay tuned. Stay on the phones. 855-765-1045. More of the Mark a Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark a Show. This is the Mark K Show. We're just uh, finalizing our incredible assortment of what the bleeps for what the bleep today. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, that's coming up here. Uh, just before the end of the show, here we're going to push it back because we have a lot of people that have been wanting to comment on all kinds of things today. And uh, we're going to get to them here uh, right now. Dom is in Middleburg. Hi, Dom. How are you? Hey, how's it going, Mark? Hey, it's going great, Dom. Uh, what do you, you want to say today, sir? Oh, we're talking about this mail-in voting, yeah, uh, and people put a lot of faith into it. So yeah. I've been in the military 17 years. Okay. I have voted absentee exactly twice. And the reason I don't vote absentee anymore is because both times it didn't work. And what do you mean it didn't in work? Instance, in each instance, the ballots got to where they go after the election was over. Oh, really? We got notified that, hey, it, it didn't get there in time. Sorry, your votes don't count this year. Man, that so is, I, don't, I flat out don't vote. That's, I, that's I, horrible. If I can't go and vote in person, there's no point in voting. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, you and that's... On faith place, they put this meme out about how, you know, I know absentee voting works because the military does it. Let me tell you, just because the military does it don't mean it's the best thing to do. <laughs> military, like military grade... Yeah. Maybe double-think that decision. All right. Wow. Well, listen, Dom, first of all, thank you for your uh, for your 17 years of service. Well, I've, I think you're owed a couple votes. I think you should get two extra votes this year um, to make up for the two that you didn't get. I'm going to I'm going to bring that up with uh, I'm going to bring that up with our local representative as soon as I figure out who that is. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five is I don't understand why people think mail in voting is a good idea. I mean, I understand why the Democrats think it is because they can flood the system with fake ballots. But I feel like in this in this day and age, in this political climate, don't you know 
that there are going to be representatives on both sides of the aisle looking at every single mail-in vote, cross-referencing it with the voter records. In fact, what Donald Trump said yesterday in the media, by the way, their heads exploded. Donald Trump said, it's so easy to fake what you do. If you went, in fact, I urge my follow, I urge my uh, my constituents, go, send in your mail-in ballot and then go try to vote again in person. I guarantee you'll be able to do it. That's how crummy the system is. Now, he did it to illustrate how crummy the system was. The Democrats and Wolf Blitzer and everyone else jumped on it and said, Donald Trump encourages people to vote twice. And he, that's not at all what he's doing. He's using uh, he's using an example to prove to people, hey, this thing is fraught with problems. If you get a mail-in ballot and you mail it in, and then you show up at your polling place, there's a good chance you'll be able to vote twice. 855-765-1045 is our number. This is Marty in Kentucky. Hi, Marty. How are you? Hey, Mark. Thanks for accepting the call. Uh, big fan. Oh, thanks. Uh, I want to make a, a comment to you, sir, and maybe uh, you can point me in the right direction here. I, I used to think uh, when this whole mail-in ballot started coming up and started becoming an issue that the Democrats' angle in this was to try to get the extra votes, you know, for Biden and Harris. But but as this thing's starting to unfold, I, I, I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I, I think what they're trying to do is just delay it to a point. I think it's, uh, uh, you can correct me on the date on this as well, in January, if, if all the votes haven't been counted and tallied up, that Nancy Pelosi will become the next president of the United States. Yes. And my, my question of this uh, is, if that were to happen, God forbid, uh, how long would it take to, to get all of those, uh, you know, mail-in ballots Accounted and uh, you know accounted for, and how long possibly could Nancy be in office until that's taken care of, sir? Oh, that's a great question. Listen, it's really a complex system. Basically, elections are run by states, and the state electors have to go to Washington D.C. I believe it's the sixth or the tenth, or somewhere in the first couple of weeks. They have to go to Washington D.C. and cast their ballots. They have to vote. For the president of the United States, it's the electors who actually elect the president. We just vote to tell our electors how we want them to vote. Um, and state by state, there's different rules. So if you if you look at the states, they're going to have a lot more power. They're going to have a lot more power this time around um, onto when they certify their ballots, when they certify their votes, when they send their electors to Washington, D.C. to vote. And the states that are run by Democrats are going to take a lot longer to certify those results. States that are run by Republicans, they're going to squash it immediately. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not still going to be lawsuits like there was in 2000 that ended up at the Supreme Court. When the, the state of Florida, you remember the attorney general of Florida ordered the states to stop counting. And that's when it ended up in the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said, yeah, you got to stop counting. You're done. And that's when George Bush became president. That's going to be happening in a lot more states. So the Supreme Court is going to be hearing a lot more cases. I hope they don't stay up too late on New Year's Eve because they're going to need all the rest that they can get. Uh, the other thing that's going to happen is, sure, let's say Nancy Pelosi becomes the interim president. Let's say the election is in so much turmoil or it's tied when you get down to the electoral votes. What happens then is it goes to the House of Representatives and the state delegations will then vote on who they believe should be president. And all you need is a majority of states, which means since there's 50, you only need 26 states. Since there's fit, you only need 26 states. And as it stands right now, if there's no major turnover 
in the House of Representatives if the Democrats don't gain 20 seats or the Republicans don't lose 15 seats, if it all is kind of the same or if the Republicans even gain uh, seats in the House of Representatives, the Republicans firmly hold 26 states, which means Donald Trump would win the election. It's a whole sort of affair. Nobody wants that. Personally, I don't think it's going to happen because I don't think that there's going to be any question come election night that Donald Trump hasn't just beaten Joe Biden to a pulp. I believe the swing states are going to be so far, so much more far ahead than where they were last time around that even if you even if you counted all the mail in ballots, even if every mail in ballot that hadn't been counted were for Biden, Donald Trump would still win. I believe he's going to win states he didn't win last time, like New Hampshire, like Minnesota. I believe there will be no question at, at the end of the night on election night or at three in the morning or four in the morning or whenever it is, Donald Trump is going to trounce Joe Biden because more Americans believe that he's the person to get us out of this economic you know, dilemma that we're in, to help uh, herald us through the COVID-19 virus, to deal with all of the challenges of the next four years, to root out corruption in Washington. And they look at Joe Biden and think, God, this guy's half dead. How can we how can I trust him with the presidency? There's no way I'm voting for that guy. I'm not mailing in a ballot for that guy. I'm not standing in line for that guy. I'm probably not even going to go vote if I because it's if I'm not voting for Donald Trump. I mean, I'm sure as hell I'm not voting for Joe Biden. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. This is Mary in North Carolina. How are you, Mary? I'm just fine. And I hope you are well. Oh, doing really well. Thanks for asking. OK, I've, uh, I'm going to say uh, <laughs> we'll make a state, kind of a statement first and then I've got a question. Uh, the, you know, we all know that the vast majority of the Democratic uh, politicians are all they're hypocritical. They're liars. They just really do not have any integrity whatsoever. Okay. And that became really evident, uh, I think, more publicly during the 2016 uh, debates with Hillary Clinton and Trump when Donna Brazil was had fed the questions and answered to Hillary so she could get all prepared to look so good before the American people. Yeah. Now, what I'm wondering, and I haven't really heard any talk about this, and I just really got to thinking about this when Joe Biden came out and he said he was that he was going to do the debates and he was going to fact check Trump during the debates and all this other, but yet we know he don't even know where he is half the time. So the Democrats are not going to be able to feed him any of the questions i think that'll be watched better nor uh will he be able to prepare for any of the questions if they did so what i am wondering and this kind of needs the you know question how is the democrats going to be able to prepare him for the questions and the answers during the debates yeah. unless they unless they mic him unless they feed him the answers <laughs> Because he's not going to be able to stand up there with a teleprompter. Listen, Mary, they're going to put a mic in his ear or what? You don't put the mic in the ear. You put the earpiece. The mic goes elsewhere. But (laughs) that's a great. We don't want to hear what Joe Joe Biden's ear is saying. Great question. Last time around, CNN fed the questions to Hillary Clinton beforehand so she could have her answers prepared. This time around, CNN isn't even invited to moderate any of the debates. They got shut out. They got shut out of these debates, and I think that's a big reason why. Uh, But here's the thing. It doesn't matter if Joe Biden could prepare for the debates. It doesn't matter if they could feed him the questions early or even while he's doing it. He doesn't have the mental capacity to remember what he's saying. He can barely read off the teleprompter. I mean, when he gave that speech in Pennsylvania the other day, he was reading off 
of the teleprompter. And he still and he still couldn't read the words clearly. It's taken this year, just since the outbreak, it's taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just it's I mean, you think about it. That was off of a teleprompter. There's no way this guy can get through a debate. It doesn't matter, though, because like I said before, Joe Biden's not showing up for any debates. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. More on that tomorrow. We got what the bleep coming up. We need two contestants. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. We'll play next. This is the Marcation Lames Marque. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. All right. So here's the dealio. We uh, got to get into what the bleep we're already a little bit behind. We've got Dan in Missouri. Dan, hi. How are you? Thanks for calling the Marque Show. Hey, Mark. Hey, Dan. How's it going? Good. Okay, Love good. Your show, buddy. Oh, Dan, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. So you know how to play what the bleep, I assume. Uh, I won the other one, not this one yet. Oh, well, no, you haven't won this one yet because we haven't played it yet. So that's that's well, why. All right, hang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, got it. Hang on. Let's, we got Robin in Virginia. Robin, how's it going? Hey, Mark. How are you? Great, Robin. You ready to play some what the bleep? I love you guys. I'm ready. Oh, we love you too, Robin. That's so look at this. All right, here we go. Uh, we're going to play some clips from new, the news over the past couple weeks. All you have to do is tell us what one word we have bleeped out. If you correctly identify that word, you win a fantastic prize. You guys got it? Got it. Got yeah. it. All right, but Dan, we're going to start with you, okay? All right. All right, listen carefully, Dan. This is uh, former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani, speaking passionately at the Republican National Convention. <laughs> last week. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. There's also no question that President Trump will f*** with all his strength. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what, what do you think, uh, what do you think Dan? Can you do that again? <laughs> can I do it again? Of course I can. I would, yeah. uh, of course, let's enjoy it one more time. There's also no question that President Trump will f*** with all his strength. What do, what do you think? Follow through. Follow through. That's Ooh. it. Follow through. Let's see if that's right. Here we go. There's also no question that President Trump will fight oh. with all his oh, strength. God. It was fight. 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 Yeah, that was, uh, that, was, that was a good guess. A follow through, fight. They're very similar, but uh, I'm sorry. We can't accept that. All right, uh, Robin, are you ready for your first one? I hope so, yes. I hope you are, too. <laughs> I hope you are, too. This is... Uh, this is Jim Scudo from CNN. Who is Jim Scudo? Is he uh, some CNN guy? Yep. That's the title of some CNN guy. I don't watch all of these. <laughs> all right, here we go. He's talking about uh, the president and some of the things he's been saying. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Okay, Robin? Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, you got to shake your hand, head there, Daniel Dale. You're great at f***ing this. The president offered no <laughs> evidence. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what do you think, Robin? You need to play that again. Of course I can. Here we go. Uh, I mean, you got to shake your hand, head there, Daniel Dale. You're great at f***ing this. The president offered no evidence. Oh, gosh. Uh, fighting. Fighting. Oh, you think that was, let's take a listen and see what he says. Uh, I mean, you got to shake your hand, head there, Daniel Dale. You're great at fact-checking this. Oh, the president offered no evidence. Uh, fact-checking, which is very... That's very that, that's good. That's yeah, good. That was yeah. a good one. All right, all right. Still zero zero. We have time for a couple more. Dan, are you ready for your next one? Yeah, we're killing it. Yeah, we're doing great. <laughs> all right, this is uh, somebody named Morgan Stern talking about what a Trump rally or something. Yeah, I believe, something, right? Yeah. All right, listen carefully and tell us what uh, what the bleep. Here we go. This is an area that hasn't voted for a Republican uh, presidential candidate in nearly fifty years, and there were Trump supporters lined along the streets for. 50 
Miles pleased that he was there. <laughs> what, what, what do you think, Dan? Oh, goodness. Uh, five miles? Five miles? Let's take, let's take a listen and see what happened. This is an area that hasn't voted for a Republican uh, presidential candidate in nearly 50 years, and there were Trump supporters lined along the streets for 15 miles 15 pleased miles. that he was there. You picked the wrong five number, but that was that was a good one. All right, listen, uh, Robin, we've got one more for you. This is Tucker. If you get this one, you win it right uh, outright. If you lose, if you miss it, then you're both tied with zero. Uh, listen carefully. This is Tucker Carlson <laughs> discussing Chris Cuomo. Uh, listen carefully. Tell us what the bleep. Here we go. These girls, they're crazy. All of them want a piece of Chris Cuomo. Maybe some of them want to get <laughs> if you know what I mean. So they're making up these crazy lies. Yeah. What? what, what, what wow. That's all abrasive. What do you think? Will you play it again, please? I will, I will play it again just for you. Listen carefully. These girls, they're crazy. All of them want a piece of Chris Cuomo. Maybe some of them want to get <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. What do you What do you think? <laughs> Maybe some of them want to get uh, famous. Famous. All of them want a piece of Chris Cuomo. Maybe some of them want to get bench-pressed, if oh, you know what I mean. So they're making up these crazy lies, yeah. you know, like women do. Yeah, like women do. Yeah. Anyway, that was a good impression of Chris Cuomo, by the way. Listen, guys, thank you so much for playing. Since you both lost 0-0, we don't have any uh, lovely gifts for you today. But we do appreciate you listening and calling in and playing. And tomorrow we'll be back. We'll have some fake news Friday. And we'll tell you what else is going on in this crazy world that we all live in. Uh, stay tuned. Traffic, weather, news, Rush Limbaugh, all coming up next on 104.5 WOKV.